Hello, my fellow verse jumpers, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy, episode number 63. Uh, I will be your guide through the multiverse this evening. My name is Eric, and I have with me Alpha Dave. Even in a stupid, stupid universe where we have hot dogs for fingers, we get very good with our feet. <laughs> and I have with me Bagel Brandon. <laughs> the only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. Please be kind, especially when we don't know what's going on. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that was very good. Um, if you don't recognize these quotes, they are from the... 2022 movie we don't do a ton of new things around here but this is one of the probably one of the newest films that we've done so far um a little film called everything everywhere all at once uh yeah this is an interesting one an a24 film this is what i love our third, a24 a24 the mm-hmm. lighthouse ex machina I, I didn't know they made this so when no, i bought neither. the film and it came up i was just like oh i'm in for some quality <laughs> cinema I feel like, yeah, whenever you see that logo, it's like, it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of game publishers that are like the same thing, like Annapurna. Uh, I get like that same feeling because you know it's indie, yeah. but you know it's going to be good. Team you know 17. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that stuff pop like up that. Weird, random places. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, this movie was a lot to take in. Uh, it'll be an interesting one to talk about. Way more intense. Process. Way more intense than I thought. I was, there's a lot going on, like you said. I don't know who the directors are. Like, I wasn't familiar with their names. The the Daniels. The Daniels, yeah. Um, yeah. What is it? Uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Chernay. Shiner. Shinart. Shinart. Yeah, I don't know if that's how you say it, but yeah. Also but written Daniels. by these guys too, which I think makes uh, helps a lot when you have it. Like, you're the one that came up with it. That's your vision that you're putting out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Russo brothers produced this yeah so they helped make this which i can see the writing was well whatever i can see it and it's great i don't know much about these daniels but this is a cool pairing for sure of the daniels and the russo brothers yeah yeah absolutely um it was released on march 25th 2022 uh had a budget of 25 million dollars and Pretty did pretty good at the box office. Hundred seventy one or one hundred and seven point one million dollars at the box office. Um, yeah, we asked on social if you know anyone had seen this, what they thought. We didn't get a ton of responses, and I don't know if that's just because people haven't seen this movie yet or what. I mean, like I said, it's relatively new, um, but we did get a couple. Jake Iveson, our good buddy, says he still needs to check this one out. Yes, yes, you do. You do. We know yeah. you'll love this one. Um, and Svako says, adore the film, cannot wait to revisit in the future, as I'm sure I'll pick up more details the second time around. Uh, which is interesting because Brandon, you were just saying you watched it for a second time, right? Right before uh we started recording, and you were saying that you're picking up on some stuff that you missed the first time around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean there's so much going on that I don't know if I saw that much more, but I <laughs> I noticed some things. Um but uh, yeah, it's cool. I, I It's funny because I, I watched it last night by myself. Then I was like, man, my wife, I think she was interested and we'll watch it together tomorrow. And we we got to a late start, so I had to cut out so we could start recording. So she's watching the third act right now um, by herself. So I am curious 
what her <laughs> opinion is going to be in this movie because mine yeah, is I very like, high, and I I'm, I hope that she really enjoys it because I think I it's feel a cool like movie. it could go go either way with people like after seeing it, right? Like, um, you could be the type of person who would really really like this movie or be instantly turned off by it because it's either too weird or you can't follow what's going on or I guess whatever. It's kind of like you just have to. Yeah, you kind of have to let the movie take you for a ride. I would know? say this is a movie that everyone should see, but not everyone will like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I see that. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's a good intro to the movie. Um, we'll we'll wrap this up for our yeah. Let's cut out. Here. Go to another verse. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go I to another know. verse. Come back. We'll get our jump pads out, and uh, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> and we'll do something weird. <laughs> I love you, 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 I love you. And we are back to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Is there an acronym we could use for that? That's such a long name. E-E-A-A-O. Yeah. I don't think that really works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here to talk about this crazy movie uh let i since this is a newer movie i think we should structure this kind of the way we've been doing our newer stuff like rr triple r and do our just impressions first and then kind of get into the nitty-gritty details a little bit that works later yeah sure we'll do we'll do do a little spoiler warning just in case you haven't seen it and oh i see you're saying yeah i like that yeah so you know if you listen up to this point haven't seen it We'll give you the spoiler warning, and then you can go watch it and listen to the rest of the episode. You have to watch it. Yes. Um, Well, I guess let's just start out. Raw impressions. What what did we think? Just overall. Uh, Kind of blew my mind. Like, exploded out the side of my brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like that that stereotypical uh, gift that you always use with the, you know, the mind exploding. Mm -hmm. That's that. Somebody. That, that's pretty much how I, I think felt. somebody wrote it in the Discord, but the that not since the Matrix have they had their mind blown like this. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of that was me. That was kind of mm-hmm. that is a good I had, explanation of it. His major I was, Matrix. Vibes. I was thinking of the Matrix the entire time I was watching this. How movie. could you not? Yeah, there's such comparisons. Such it literally has a scene where the character had like oh, has a realization of what's going on like, when. Well, that's not uh, really good. in 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 the in the office in the office corporate office space. Yeah, just like the Matrix. Yes, so yes. I was just like, uh, I it's was like, it was it, tons of parallels, which is fine. Which no. is totally fine because the, the direction this movie takes is great. But you know, I won't ruin anything because the best part of this movie. This is one of those movies. The less you know, the better, because you have no idea what's going to happen. And I love that's what I liked about the Matrix. I had no idea going into that movie what it was about. And I'm so thankful I had that experience in this movie. Same thing. I avoided trailers. Well, yeah. I avoided people talking about it. Not many people did. And I just 
didn't look anything up. I just bought it blindly. I looked. It's got a ninety-five in Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes, and I I remember we had a guest. My brother Paul was it. telling me about it. And and oh, Tom, your brother was? Tom Tom uh, from yeah. Response Message. Yeah. We had him on for Dread. Um, yeah, he's the first one. That was actually the first time I had heard about this movie. Like even heard of it. Like this was not on my radar at all. I had no idea. Even up to the point where I was going in to watch it, I really didn't know what it was about. I knew it had to do with like multiverse stuff, but I didn't know oh, how exactly that was incorporated. Um, but yeah, that's a lot. I'm, I'm really glad that I went in blind and I, when, when does the movie it. blow your mind? When does it, when does the movie blow your mind? Like inception didn't blow my mind, but I thought the idea was really cool, but it, it was so like, this well, is to keep you thinking. the way I feel. Yeah. I feel like this movie is somewhere between the matrix and inception. And the way I feel, and and then just by sure. influence, like I can see in the things that they do. But I had that. That's how I walked out of this movie. But so glad I watched it. So glad I bought it. I mean, I I usually rent movies. I bought this. That was smart. And I'm so glad I, because I'll definitely watch this movie multiple times. This is definitely mm-hmm. one I think you need to watch a couple times too, because there's just mm-hmm. so much going on, and I don't know. It is everything everywhere. It literally is everything everywhere all at once. It's a, it's a <laughs> how would you thing. recommend this, Dave? to somebody before we get into spoilers uh how would i recommend it yeah it depends on the person just just watch the movie trust me Uh, yeah you know like if you well there's so many different genres smashed all into one in this movie it really is like it's a good point i wrote down at one point that like you know there's wicked action scenes there's super serious moments there's some scary shit moments there's parts that made me cry funny moments fuck there's some comedy there's some yeah some crazy some crazy over the top action like has it has a little i feel like that is also a recurring theme of some of the movies we watch it has a little bit of everything um in it for everybody to enjoy i just remember saying that when i uh first watched gladiator for the first time yeah that movie blew my mind in a different way just because it was so freaking good so so epic (laughs) this this blew my mind in like you know the more conventional way like it made me think about things (laughs) lots of things and like just the universe and multi universes dude i didn't take any notes i didn't take any notes i took minimal i watched it twice i usually couldn't i I was yeah i was glued yeah i was glued to the screen like i i didn't want to miss anything you know i didn't want to take my eyes off the screen but I, I took minimal notes, more so in the beginning when they were kind of setting everything up. And then once it was starting to get into like the main, you know, whatever action, whatever you want to call it throughout the entire movie, I was like, OK, I just got to soak this all in. But how like but like I asked Dave, like, like, how would you recommend this to somebody like you can't tell the story, right? It's no, like, this is some. I would say like, you know. like you said, Brandon, I would say this movie is probably unlike anything i've ever seen sit down and watch it and eat a gummy you'll be fine you're right i would say be open-minded you know like just because there's a lot of weird things going on in this movie and you just kind of gotta let the movie uh take you for a ride and it wasn't i don't know it was pretty long the one thing the only thing i had to complain about like i could have been like a skosh shorter on my end, I was starting to get a little bored towards the end, but I don't know. I could really, I, I did not know. I lose all concept of time because it seemed. Yeah, this movie. I mean, it was when you're absorbed two, into it. Two twenty. Yeah. It did. It is. It did run a bit. I rewound stuff. I watched. I'm like, wait a minute. 
Rewind. Yeah. And I, I did too. I, I did too. I, I probably times. watched it for an extra couple minutes because of that. I had to rewind. I'm like, what did they say? Yeah, like I either missed something that they said or like something. There's a lot of things just flashing up constantly on the screen, like tons of quick cuts and everything. So I sometimes, you know, had to go back a little bit and be like, did I just miss something? Um, but yeah, I think I feel like that's a good spot to cut it off. Because I, I feel like we want to get into talking about specifics, unless there's anything else yeah. you guys want to say. Uh, the screenplay was originally written for Jackie Chan. Imagine that. Really? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that in the wiki. Yeah, That's kind of cool. And we had the comeback of uh, Short Round, not Short Round, uh, Data from Goonies. Well, yes. Wham it. Wang. Oh, yeah, it is. But he was out, of, he was out for a while, wasn't he? I don't know what he's been up to, but it was I knew it instantly when I when I were introduced to that actor. I was like, oh, is that who I think it yeah, is? Yeah, he looks And I looked it up. He looks yeah, he looks good for his age. And he sounds Yeah, he does. As well like you would think with a, with an adult voice cuz you know, he's a kid actor and but he yeah, he was great. Hence why I picked him to be my quote. He was in Encino Man in 92. He was in a movie in 97. Something in 2002, and then he hasn't done anything in 20 years, basically. So, wow. It's his, his big comeback. You know, it's funny. It's like, I've always wondered about him. It was weird. Like, I, I thought about him like a year ago. I was just like, what, is he, what does that guy do? You know? I was like, why is he in movies? He's getting all that so Goonies he, money just rolling in. I guess. <laughs> He's got yeah, those Comic-Con. royalties. <laughs> yeah, sh- yeah, Short Round and, and Data, right? Uh, yeah, those were the two. Everything else is I like think... TV series, is series or like little movies. I also didn't know that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in this movie, and that she, you know, she had she had a decently Shit. large role in this movie. Like, yeah. yes, she did. And I was just, <laughs> I loved her character. Like, and it, the thing about this movie, I don't think this is spoiling anything. I mean, we're kind of into spoiler territory a little bit, but like. Everybody, each one of these actors plays so many different characters, you know, because they're each of their. We'll, we'll just get into spoiler territory here. This is this is timestamp it. Yes, um, about multiverses. You know, they're playing all their different uh, versions of themselves throughout the different universes. So, like, they have to play you know, completely drastically different roles from character to character. And I think they all pulled it off surprisingly well. Yeah. Everybody. I I agree. Yep. Um, well, I guess we could start at the top a little bit and then just go from there just to give an overview of the, the plot here. Uh, uh yeah. Good, good part, luck. <laughs> right. Part one, everything. Yeah, it's broken up into three parts, three acts. which is the title of the movie. Everything, part one, everything, part two, everywhere, and then part three, all at once. Um, so it, it starts out. We're introduced to Evelyn Wang, um, and she's running a laundromat, and she's got tons of problems in her life. She's overwhelmed by you know business. She's getting audited by the IRS. Her relationship with her husband and her daughter clearly aren't going very well. She has her husband or her father that's living with her. Um, and he's a very like traditional Chinese demanding father. Um, so she's got all of these issues and uh, tensions are 
high due to you know the them like i said them being audited by the irs um and really that's kind of we get the intro there and i feel like that's what like the first i don't know 20 15 20 minutes of the movie where it's just kind of introducing uh Evelyn and her family and her problems and everything you get to know them a little yeah, bit you get to know the laundromat you get to know the family everybody's role in the family you like and Evelyn's really like the linchpin of the family. Like everything, she's the cornerstone of everything. Her husband's kind of, you don't want to say, dolty or, but he's just kind of like a goofy, a goofy guy who's, I don't know. They're running like a failing laundromat, and he's you know mm-hmm. screwing around and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But, um, well, you could you could also tell that she has like unfulfilled dreams, you know, because like. She was watch at one point in the laundromat. She's watching um, this movie, and you could tell that she's like, you know, kind of wistful while she's watching it. And she had dreams of becoming an actor or a singer and all this stuff. Yeah. But they do a good job, kind of setting up like where she's at in her life in a matter of minutes. And the the editing is really good. The camera work is really good. I like the actors, I'm I'm like instantly hooked. That's why I didn't take any notes, dude. The opening shot. Where it's just showing them slow with the music, mm-hmm. dancing in that circle, and the you don't mirrors, know that the mirrors, the, the, the circles, yeah, there was the circles, mm-hmm. what they mean, that because they're always like represent the different verses. So if you look at any of the mirrors, um, this is what I was noticing the second time through. But like the first time, like you're seeing a circle, uh, I'm sorry, a mirror, and you're seeing the main characters in there slowly dancing and singing together, happy. But that's not this verse not this universe it's another one and that's just a reflection of another one so they're just hinting to you what's going on then it falls and it collapses or whatever it does it changes perspective and then you're in this universe which is her miserable and having no joy in her life which is funny because her daughter's name is joy Mm -hmm. you know but like it's just it's just interesting that like the way they set her up and then it just runs all through the laundromat up and up into the going to the irs Mm -hmm. to the elevator and then it just like takes a hard turn i had to pause the movie rewind well we get a little hint of this did you notice like right towards the beginning Mm -hmm. waylon is talking to some or wayman sorry we can't i feel like we keep calling him wayland wayman is talking to a laundromat customer and you can see Evelyn's sitting at the desk and you have all the security cameras. When she's talking cameras. to Joy, when Evelyn is talking yes. to Joy, their father is... You can yeah, what see what was him. going on in that scene? He, he gets like, taken over he, from the he other He did one. a little flip and then he like does some crazy kung fu and flips off like a washing machine and does whatever and then he quickly comes back and then they turn around and look at the camera. That's just like your first hint that something weird is going on. Right, but what was he doing there? Like, what I don't was know. He went into the office he, he to got, grab like, a fanny something. Pack, right? or... Oh, he that's right. He got the fanny right. pack. Was it the fanny pack? Okay. I guess I must have yeah, missed that. That's what that, when I watched the second time, I was like, all right, what's going on in the scene? Because I didn't get it last time. So, mm-hmm. And I, he he walks out with a fanny pack or zipping something up. I don't know if he put it on before or after, but I noticed the fanny pack. So I, I think that's what it was. Because okay. he uses it later yeah. to put dumb weird shit in there so he can do weird stuff. So maybe because he has it on the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. okay, the best scene involves the fanny pack, let's be honest. No, that was one of the <laughs> best scenes for sure. Yeah, that was, was really good. Um, but yeah, the elevator scene, I feel like you're kind of not, you're supposed to feel like you're not 
knowing what's going on, you know, it makes you feel like Evelyn, you know, like she, her, all of a sudden her husband is acting like a completely different person telling her to do all this stuff, putting this weird headset on her, like downloading this app on her phone. It's like when Neo, Neo gets the phone in the mail, basically, and he's talking to Morpheus. It's it's like, oh yeah, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, they're just going to the IRS to do their taxes or whatever, but yeah, something's, something's squirrely. I really liked how they did this scene too, because she's like, all right, I'm not going to the janitor's closet. That's weird. Mm-hmm. So she follows her family to uh, meet. How do you say her name? Deirdre? Deirdre. Yeah, Deirdre. What, Jamie Lee Curtis. Deirdre? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, who looks fantastic in this role. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. She looks absurd. Her, act- <laughs> her acting is great. This is the haircut with it. Like The haircut. It's, yeah, like an IRS person. You'd, you'd, it's what you'd expect there. Or a librarian would have yeah. a haircut. Mm-hmm. But uh, when when she does, you know, zone out and she starts reading through the paper, and you see her perspective of like reading the stuff one at a time, and she starts, you know, changing her shoes and thinks about the janitor's closet, and then she goes, and then it's just really cool how they with the camera they do a lot of cool stuff with this camera in the, in this movie, but they kind of crack it. And you see both universes. Yeah. She doesn't know she's in the burner universe. But uh yeah, she she meets with Alpha Alpha Wayland. Yeah. And uh just the way that all goes down, it's almost like a horror movie though, at this point. Like that the horror genre kind of kicks in a couple times in this movie. But I, I don't know, I just really liked it because like she's kind of falling back and then she's looking to her left and to her right, and I don't know. I thought it was really cool camera work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it's like your first introduction to it and verse jumping and all that kind of stuff. Like first so jumping, yeah. You're yep. kind of figuring out the rules. You got to learn the rules of the Matrix if you're yeah. going to play. Same in it. kind. So, of, yep. Same kind like of thing. You gotta. You gotta do it. That yeah. That Jamie Lee Curtis was pretty frightening though <laughs> when she comes in with the she rips the thing off the wall and just crushes her skull. I'm like, wow. Yep. yep. And I'm sure you guys noticed this. I thought this was a really cool use of like the screen and the camera, but the aspect ratio changes between universes. I saw that. Oh, does it? Like if you look at the black bars, they, the borders. Yeah. So like in the quote unquote original universe or our universe or her universe, whatever you want to call it, where she starts out, it's just the normal, um, you know, 16, nine or whatever, whatever it is. And then when they go cut to other universes, the, the black bars kind of disappear and it grows. So it's like the full screen. Um, hmm. but I thought that was really cool and something else that I noticed. Well, not that I noticed, but that I learned as well. Um, apparently this movie was shot at a very high frame rate, which is unusual, uh, for movies. Cause usually it's shot at like 24 frames per second, which is, you know, what the human eye sees, but this movie was shot at a high frame rate to give the editors like flexibility to insert slow motion scenes where they kind of weren't planned to be. Oh, that's cool. So, and again Smart. another matrix thing like the use of slow motion throughout this entire movie is is great you know and the kung fu like so many good good action scenes in this movie well you so i i noticed that because if you were in spoiler territory so i can say this but it you do re, it you do realize that her husband is as important as she is and it's his role of showing that you don't have to fight mm-hmm. to save your daughter. You could just be kind. 
and he's always being kind and uh, he's being kind to Deidre, right? And gives her the cookies or whatever. And it buys him time so that later on in the evening before she's done in the office, they can come back with the rest of the papers or whatever, um, which is important because then they're sent home to go get that stuff. But then for some reason, she thinks <laughs> that the IRS lady is coming after her when they're waiting at the elevator. And she's like, I'm going to fight because there's a miscommunication well, there's... Of, of the divorce papers. Yeah, right, right. With the no, that's good. They don't know. There's a they double think meeting they... there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you make... show, he shows the one side and yeah, there's definitely some crossing of the wires there. Like they're looking at the same paper. It's just that he's looking at the one side that says, I want a divorce. Right. And she's looking at the other side about the instructions. This is how you... just, there's something going on with the universe. Yeah. And instructions and stuff like that. So. Well, you brought up a good point. Brandon, um, and they kind of circle back around to this at the end, but no matter what universe that uh, Evelyn finds herself in, Waymond is always there. He's always the one always that grounds her, mm -hmm. and he's always like her voice of reason in every single universe. Like he is like the constant in her life that kind of connects her back to reality. And he does, we don't realize it until. Kind of, you know, the very end, but he, like you said, he he is just as important to this whole thing as she is. Um, so I yeah. thought I thought that was really cool. I didn't get how far, like, they can only, when they're explaining the verse jumping and stuff like that. So you can only jump so far because the closer you are, they're all, like, smaller changes in the universe. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, like, making branches off when you do. Is that why? Is that why we're always doing something, like, weird or... Like I'm licking yes. a wall or something like that. So you, so you well, can think about it, Dave. Juncture think about time. your root. Yeah, think about your routine. You do it every day. But what if you did something so weird, fucking crazy? Yeah, the butterfly effect from that will alter and create a, a different universe. Because yeah. it was, a, a very, but the weirder you thing you do, thing you would never do, such as eating gum off of the bottom of a thing, you would never do that. Or like, just the weird things you would do, sticking something up your butt. You know, it was the, for those guys, it was weird, right? So, the weird things that you do create alternate universes off of the main one, but sometimes they're so drastic, so drastic that you have, like, well, if you go back as far as they as um Evelyn does, you you, you have the human race never really the happening. The hot dog fingers, the hot dog finger species takes over instead. It was that but one like, animal that killed the other one. I love that. It yeah. Was like, so that's what they're saying. So the farther you go, the and you and once you go to the other one, it's um you can learn off of that version of you. Yeah. So the big change for her is kind of like, um, if she went, if she married Wayland, I'm sorry, she Waymond, <laughs> or did not. Yes. Or did or did not. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple different spots where she jumps back, back and forth too, but. But each time she does, she's allowed to pluck. That one's the skills and emotions and life. Is that, she is that permanent? It. Yes. So when you see other jumpers come, everyone's doing weird things. Anything they can do to be weird so they can go to some place, just like in the Matrix, when you download like how to fly a helicopter, how to shoot a gun, or how to yeah. do Kung Fu. In one universe, I became a helicopter pilot. It lets you just jump there real quick, absorb it, and come back. Is that... Okay. So the way I understood it, is that it's like one at a time. Like you could only take over one other 
you know, version of yourself in another universe at a That's time. That's why they not keep that, hitting that, not the Bluetooth. That not that you're cu- accumulating these things. You should only do probably one at a time, but because you can push, and then the, well, the more gifted, the stronger you are. So this family is the ones that figured it out. Therefore, the ones right. that are more, they're more powerful, like her daughter, Joy. Well, that was the it thing about, that, right. That was the thing about Evelyn. Well, like I said, Joy did this. She split herself between all of the different versions of herself all at once, and then Evelyn kind of doing the and same thing. And lost purpose yes. in happiness. And, and she she lost herself. Yep. Correct. It, which is just like Inception. When you look at Inception, where he pushed his wife so deep to dream within a dream within a dream within a dream, and that she couldn't tell what was real and what wasn't. And even when she was in the real world, she was just like, this is just another level. It's like, let's just jump off this ledge. Sorry to spoil a movie that came out like 10 years <laughs> ago, but it's the same thing with this movie. It's the same thing. Joy just got pushed so far that you know, she just I lost liked, herself. I do like that we see a little bit of that with Evelyn. Like she's struggling with it at first. And like she finds the universe where she's a movie star and like she has a, whatever attained all the dreams that she ever wanted. And she starts to get lost in that universe. But, you know, that's kind of a trap that you fall into because it's not really yourself. You can't really just take over another version of yourself in a different universe. You, you know, you have to come back to reality because you can lose yourself that way um so we get we kind of get the intricacies of how this verse jumping works Um, i'm so confused yeah but the ones so the so the alpha verse so the alpha verse is the ones that first figured out how to jump discovered the verse jumping yeah Yeah. so because they're they're evelyn's the one that cracked the code Mm -hmm. and she pushed her daughter thus making the the villain of the movie Right, so yes. that's where all of them. So her father's one of them. So all her husband is one of them, or whatever. They're her Waymond's one of them. So all those people are from the kind of like the first to figure it out how to do it. So they're the ones that are able to jump into other bodies because they know how to do it. They have the technology. They've just figured it out. But they're trying to find, like the the whole point of what Waymond's trying to do is he's trying to find the Evelyn that is the opposite of the one that figured it out. And it could be the celebrity, it could be the ninja, it could be all these versions, the hot, the sign flipper, it could be all, but, but it's not. It's the one that never amounted to anything. She just was like the lowest form of herself, of that version. So all she had was her family. And all she had to do was love her family and just accept that her life is okay no matter what because she has a daughter and she has a, a really nice husband. That's the moral of the story. But she she had to have all, all, all this had to happen for her to realize this, and that's the that's kind of like sums up the plot. And it's very weird, but the the, the alpha verse people are the ones that first figured it out. So they're the opposite of basically her universe, the main Evelyn, the one that's gonna. Well, she's like the opposite the of she's the opposite of Joy because that's if we start if we jump into like the symbolism of it because we haven't talked about um the bagel well, yet. The everything bagel. But you the get teased. Bagel. You get teased about it because. Well, hold on a second. Hold on. Let's let's, let's go back in the, the linear of the story then, because so now that we understand more or less how the verse jump, verse jumping is working and all that stuff, when they go to the elevator, and she punches Deidre in the face. The security guards are called up. And <laughs> yeah, we can't skip this part. So yeah, so Thank that's you. where he, Wayman you. Wayman's got his like sweet ass you know, uh, fanny pack. Fanny pack. Oh dangerous with that fanny back. 
and he chews his um chapstick. Chews it. He bite, takes a giant bite of chapstick and chews mm-hmm. on it. That was super gross. And then he drops it like a morning star or nunchuck or something. That's some kind of badass weapon, and it's just a fanny pack. And he just wreaks havoc on these guys. Like I thought it was great. Dude goes nuts too. Like and he's doing all like non-lethal blows and put, takes everybody down. But then he he takes a big handful of aquarium rocks and puts it in there. And like yeah, he continues to whip the shit out of everybody. It was, it, was the actor doing that? It looked like him. I don't know. It did. It did look like him. Well, like, actually, he's been doing the I, last twenty years. I actually, yeah. I, when I was just looking at him, I think he is like a stunt coordinator or stunt choreographer. So I bet he did hit all of his own stunts. No way. Yeah. Really. Yeah. The guy, the actor who played Short Round, who played Data, Ke Hu Quan. Ke Hu Quan. Yep. He is a Vietnamese American actor and stunt choreographer. Oh yeah, look at that Wikipedia. Good for him, man. Good for him. Well, it's cool. Anyways, it was great scene. He's my favorite character in this movie. So he he did such a cool. All right, good. It was good watching him. He does his action scenes very well. Like and the... dorky as fuck. Look at his oh, sneakers. Yeah. Look at his pants. <laughs> He's love like the Samwise to Frodo. Like <laughs> like Evelyn would have never gotten there if not for him. Like he's right. just like the he's the real foundation when you kind of sit and think about it. But oh yeah, after after they get the uh, ass whipping from the the fanny pack, you meet Joe. Was it Jobu Tupaki? Which yeah, is, they try to yeah they go in the hallway. Which is Joy's like other universe version of herself that so, kind of got lost in the multiverse, basically, right. and she's the elf. She's basically, Joy. like a nihilist. Mm-hmm. She's like nothing. Nothing matters. Well, now that she knows, she's ex- literally is experiencing everything all at once. Nothing of it. She can't find meaning in any of it anymore. Um, and yeah, nihilism is definitely a big theme of this movie. Um, finding, you know, something that matters in this universe because in, what is it, in the Rock universe when they were talking about it, like how small you must feel in like all these infinite number of universes, you know, you got to find, be able to find meaning in something. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of how Jobu Topaki was kind of created. Um, because she's split between all these different versions of herself and she can't find meaning in anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah, tragic character for sure. Mm-hmm. But she finds Evelyn and then <laughs> there's like these cops and they're like trying to like arrest Evelyn. And uh, this is a sweet ass scene too. Yeah. <laughs> the action in this movie is good. She just like shows up with a fucking pig. <laughs> Did she have a pig she's because like, the cops were was... there? Like she's calling them pigs. Like what was the? Well, I, guess oh, I, didn't, oh, the pig. I didn't even think about that, but possibly. Her outfits in this movie were fantastic. Whoever came up with that, with the oh yeah, costume design was was great. So many different, impressive. So many different no, variations. This one wasn't really like it wasn't the action scene. It was like the, the camera work and CG and this the hallway scene was the best because she'd like I don't know she'd flip around and then her face would be coming out of the back of her head and yeah. she like jumped on a guy and then all of a sudden she just gives him a giant DD oh turn it like DDT turn into, like, well it, <laughs> the one guy had a dress on yeah 
Yeah, it looked like the mask scene out of nowhere. He just like made everybody like dancing and doing. <laughs> like... You want to know something else crazy that I read? Only there was only nine VFX artists that worked on this movie. Really? With all of the special effects and camera tricks and so crazy shit going on. Used. Like, yeah, only there was only nine people that well, did all the, the effects and everything. The editing, too, between, like, jumping between, like, the same shot and so many different universes so many. and the same frame composition of people's mm-hmm. faces yes. and stuff like that. Yes. Like, I don't know, when they would go, be, like, they're jumping between the universes where, like, somebody's hand would come out from, like, under a chair and then pull them I back into the other universe. Like, just the camera work, on like, is astounding. Yeah, yeah. I should see the making of this movie. But Dave, so do you like that Halloween scene? Was it the what? What scene was it specific? What part of that scene was it? Was it the double dick? No, I forgot <laughs> the about dildos. that one. <laughs> the dildos. Yeah, that was pretty right? funny too. Yeah, I don't know. There's just so much like wacky, weird, crazy <laughs> shit that happens throughout this entire thing. But that's when we learn about the everything bagel. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. when. Uh, oh yeah, that was cool. The hand, the uh, the, the coming of the hands, and then. Evelyn's trying to get away, and yeah, she, she's, I don't know, she can't compete with Jobu. Jobu, should we call her or Jobu, or are we calling her, what, Evil Joy? I don't know. She's all the same person. It's all the same. Call her whatever you want, man. Man. Well, sure. But the, now, I'm sorry, the, the everything bagel gets into like another one of these metaphors where it gets like very heavy and very confusing. So I don't really get why it's an everything bagel. I think it's just because it's funny to say it's an everything Probably, bagel. Yeah. Well, she it's says, everything. She says she put, she got bored one day trying to find, you know, meaning and everything. So she put everything on a bagel just to see what would happen. And it created this like void black hole type thing. Um, and well, she, everybody thinks you know the alpha everybody from the alpha universe they're the ones trying to stop her but they think that she created it to destroy everything but she really created it to destroy herself right yes i thought it was to destroy all the multiverses because there's no meaning to anything well i think she just yeah it could it could i don't know i mean in the the potential for the end we don't know it's never been done before right uh, but I think, yeah, at Go one ahead, point, at one point she says, I think she tells Evelyn that like, no, she, she created it to, to destroy herself. Um, hmm. But yeah. Which is like, a, which is like a theme of, it's like suicide. You know, it's just yeah. like, if you have no purpose in life and nothing makes you happy. And there's no meaning and, to anything. Yeah. And you don't enjoy anything anymore. So you're, you're going to end your life. I get it. Like, but that's, she doesn't like, do it without themes. She doesn't do it without looking for her mom first and trying to have her come with her. Like, yes, that's the reason, right? She's searching for her because. But technically, they're they're technically polar opposites, more or less. They end up at the end. They end up being polar opposites, which is where like. I was watching something where it was like the the everything bagels like the black void with a white middle, and then you have the complete opposite, which is um, Waymond. And his uh, like kindness thing, which is the exact opposite of the nihilistic thing, but he's putting those googly eyes on everything, which is uh, right, you know, which is the white circle with the black interior, which is like the yin and the oh, yang, the and they are kind of opposites of each other. Which is, <sighs> I know, cool. it's crazy. Yeah. There's this shit sprinkled everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't even notice it. Like when you see crazy Jamie Lee Curtis from another dimension and she puts, she puts like the circle yeah, staples saw, into her yeah, head. Yeah. Like I didn't think about that later until it's like, that's the, and that's the Evelyn. Yeah. When, when she does her, you know, she's talking to Wayman and she's like, she starts to fight with kindness. She puts the googly eye on her forehead. Yeah. That's yeah. like the opening of the third eye of yep. the consciousness. That's so. cool. It's yeah. There's so many layers and so many metaphors to everything in here, which, which, which is I think makes part. it I fucking. Love. Yeah. It makes it so yeah. fun to, which makes me wish I bought it. Cause I kind of want to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But that's more or less the end of, well, no, but that Ga- isn't the but end Gong of everything. Or whatever, like runs her over. And he reveals, he's like, I am Alpha Gong Gong. <laughs> Alpha Gong And then he, and then he takes his shoe off and he puts it in the face of uh, Waymond to wake him up. <laughs> Which is kind of Alpha Gong Gong came out of nowhere. That old guy, he's been around in so many movies. Dude, like, he's mm-hmm. from Blade Runner and yeah. he's from James Hong. Big Trouble in Little China. That's what I That's know. That's the other one, yeah. That actor's like in his 90s. Yeah, he's been around since the 50s. It's, it's crazy. Hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I noticed it. You know the song, Absolutely, a story of a girl song? Y- yeah. By Nine Days. Um, this is a story of a girl. So yeah. Alpha Wayman tells Evelyn, like, lyrics from the song, your clothes never well as, wear as well the next day, your hair never falls quite the same way. And then... You can hear that song playing throughout the different universes in the background, but it's no it's different versions of the song. Like there's different lyrics in, but it's the same melody. It's really cool. If you watch it again, you should listen for that. Oh my god! When they it just melted my brain cool. a little bit. When they transfer to different universes, you can hear it playing in the background, but it's like different what lyrics a... because it's a different universe. You know what a random song to pick. <laughs> it's so obscure like late right. 90s early 2000s it's got song. that little it's got that jingle to it yeah. though it's like an earworm because as soon as alpha wayman told that to evelyn i'm like those are the lyrics from the song and then i started hearing it in the background i'm like this is this is funny but no that was oh, good shit. listen for that wow yep when you when you watch okay. it again oh, very cool man. but yeah. then uh so then joy i'm sorry evil joy she she breaks off and she starts hunting down the alphas Right, and then Gong Gong wants to kill Joy, the real Joy, the Joy that's in from this original universe that we're, we're with Evelyn, mm-hmm. yep. and um, they're all locked in the room, and that's kind of where Wayman and Joy learn what's going on, because then they see firsthand with like Gong Gong, because he pulls out a pistol, he's Speaking good English. This, yeah, this is part two now. Not yet. Part, part one. No, everything not... ends when uh, Alpha Wayman dies. Wayman. It sounds like I'm <laughs> saying it wrong, but oh, maybe. Well, I yeah, maybe. Well, it, part it, two it cracks or... in there somewhere. Part one ends with the like fake ending. Yeah, the death of Evelyn. Right. It doesn't really happen. Right. It's, on the, it's in the movie. And she's watching and she, herself, she to... yeah. Which is yeah. such oh, a good, right. good fake ending. Sorry. I always love a good fake ending in movies. I feel like you don't get that enough, but the credits start rolling, and I'm like, okay, obviously that's not the end of the movie. But I liked how they incorporated it as like the movie that she's watching in the, you know, the universe where she's a famous movie star. Um, yeah. 
But before that, yeah, the, the, when... the scene though in the room You're, when he pulls yeah, the gun right. out, you get the verse jumpers because Alpha Gong Gong is like, no, this these ones got to get wiped out. This is not the universe. This is not the Evelyn that we need. We got to keep searching, we, and we're not going to risk the Alpha verse, the one that started all this, to, you know, and that's. So Joy is out there trying to hunt down the alpha people now because she's figured out that like they're guiding this Evelyn or whatever. And um so the Alpha Gong Gong calls other verse jumpers. It's Gong Gong, right? Yeah, it is. It's Alpha Gong yeah. Gong just sounds so funny. Yeah. And he I could call him <laughs> Raccoon Gong Gong. Um but they they call on these other jumpers from the Alpha verse to come help take these guys out. So they're like in the closet and then she, she like learns like, I don't know how to hold her breath a long time or something like that. But every time she jumps to learn, she's stuck with that verse. So she has access to it. She's not just going there to pluck it and then leave it. She's like staying there just like her daughter. Right. So uh, just keep that in mind. But she has the ability to hold her breath, goes out there, and then she learns how to the sign Flip flipper <laughs> signs mm-hmm. so she yeah. can take out the riot shield guy and all those people are like getting their abilities and all that stuff so they're like ready to fight too so yeah she has like a pretty pretty cool fight little fight in there but she takes everybody out um the shield the shield we, fight was good but when she's leaving that's really the dog big nose attacks right with the dog <laughs> yes yes oh yeah the uh right? the girl like, from the laundromat, laundromat customer yeah yeah, so then they're fighting her, and that's the girl, that actress, a woman. She's the voice of a couple things that we've watched. We were talking about this. She yes. was from... She's in Big Mouth and... Uh, Secret what? Life of Pets. Yeah, a couple things. Yeah, her voice is very recognizable. Zootopia. Yeah, but she, yeah, she, she attacks with her dog, um, which is pretty funny, but not as funny as the next fight. With the drumstick guy or whatever hitting the the cubicles, walking up. Oh yeah! What the hell is this about? And uh, Evelyn jumps to learn how to use like like utensils or knives or whatever, like a hibachi with them. Yeah, like a hibachi. Yeah, she learns a hibachi. Yeah, that's what it is. And that's where you meet. Well, you don't know yet, but (laughs) Rekakuni. God, there's so much. There's so much going on in this movie. But she uh, learns the ability to like to do that. So then she like fights off this guy with his sticks or whatever. But then they, while they're fighting, they knock out each of their like earpieces, right? Because mm-hmm. you usually have two, but they each knock one out, and then the guy has to like do another ability to he has to like verse jump to learn another ability so he can keep fighting her. And they said find something weird. And they said you could take one of those awards that you get. Because that's what Deidre was talking about. Yeah. And it's very phallic looking, I guess. I guess. It it looks like a butt plug. It's a butt plug. It's literally just a butt plug. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) It's just really fucking big. (laughs) Yeah. Unless they're that size. I don't know. (laughs) No. They don't look like that normally. Okay. So uh, they look at they look he looks at it and then he starts unzipping his pants and he's getting ready to jump and sit on the thing. <laughs> it's like a Jackie Chan thing with like a butt plug and a dude trying to like sit on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, then the other guy comes flying out of nowhere. He comes flying oh, through the sky. Oh, security guard. guard. Yeah, 
and lands <laughs> on it. And then there's two dudes with butt plugs trying to fight her off, and like it's just it is just batshit insane right there. Mm-hmm. Absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she learns an ability though. Again, I think at that point as well during that fight. Because they do like a slap fight though. Like they don't. They're they're fighting with what they have, but I don't understand. Like when they break their earpieces, they don't have that's, their. That's see, that's what powers. I was saying before. I don't think at this point Evelyn is retaining her powers. She is getting them one at a time. But later, when she oh, fractures right. her mind, into, when she dies, right, but doesn't, it becomes everywhere. Right, uh, you just got like it. she you did. Got it. Yeah, just like uh, Joy did. Or uh, I love when we Joe do did. these conversations and we figure shit out as we talk through it. Sometimes that's how. <laughs> no, that's, that's especially movie with a movie like this. Like this. Gotta, yeah. Oh yeah, with a movie like this is the only way to do it. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good point, Dave. Like when they both lose their weapons or whatever, they don't know how to fight. They just start slap fighting each other because they don't know how to fight without their uh, specific weapons. So that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like that kind of brings us to the end of part one where Evelyn dies and we get into everywhere. How did it wait? Hold on, back up. How did she die? Uh, oh, Jobu kills her, doesn't she? I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought she like got or shot. No, or Alpha something. Alpha Wayman is killed by Jobu. I think she just passes out. I think if I remember correctly, because she jumps so much and then she's sitting there with uh, Waymond. Oh, Evelyn's mind overloads. That's what it was. Yeah, that yeah because that's she what that's it is. at that point she is trying to fracture her mind. That's how she's. Going to that's that was her plan to become like Jobu and fracture her mind and make you know so she could kind of understand what she was going through and that's what overloads her and that's how she dies. I'm impressed that we're doing this as well as we are because this this is where the movie is just batshit crazy. But you're it's right, all, it's yeah. so happening so fast, and this is like all in an hour. <laughs> Things are just. Yeah, yeah. Right, because her All father attacks her again with the grenades. Like, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll both die here. It'll be better, or something like that. And then she like finger pushes him away, or something <laughs> she like that. It's the pinky power from pinky the... power. Yeah, <laughs> yep. From which was pretty cool. She like takes people out again. Another fight scene happens. This is before she her she breaks her mind, but she's like fighting people. And then like, even the one guy she like hits the chin, sends him like twenty feet in the air, and as he's coming down, she like pushes his chest down into the ground. So. She's like, yeah, she's got like a badass ability there, but then she's ready to fight Joy. And then she, that's when her mind starts breaking. You see all the versions of her that she's collected so far. And then that's when she flops over, dies. Mm-hmm. The movie says the end. Uh, and, but then it like kind of zooms out and then you reveal it's a, it's just a, a movie and you're in basically the second part of the film right mm-hmm. yeah that's that's this, that's where we get the part two everywhere uh flash up okay and this is her reconnecting with waymond because like this life she never left with him never and she became he became a successful businessman and she became a successful like performer well there's a celebrity or whatever it's a whole bunch of like all the universes that she's jumped into get touched on like Mm-hmm. The hot dog for fingers thing where she has a relationship with Deirdre is yes. part of this is that's fucking weird. And then there's the one, the chef one with was it raccoon, well, raccoon, raccoon and two of you, Thank you. 
That well, and that was just is, like one of the weirdest fucking ones. Something I remember. This is where okay, Evelyn's mind is splintered at this point, and she's kind of experiencing the same thing that Jobu was experiencing because throughout all of her universes, she's basically ruining her relationships and everything in there, like in each universe, because she thinks that now that she's discovered everything in all the other universes she's starting to feel also that nothing else matters um because later she kind of joins up with jobu and she is talking to her and you know is feeling kind of the same way as her which is what jobu wanted in the first place like she wanted someone else there with her to understand her and understand what she was going through um and i think was was this did, did she get introduced to the bagel in part one or was this where she kind of goes into in the that bag- weird? Yeah. No, they showed her in the first one. They just okay. show it, explain it, but she doesn't see what it's for at this right, point. You right. Know, you learn it in the second one. Yes. Second part. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is, this is kind of where she is kind of losing it a little bit here. Um, and like you said, she is rejecting or well, she, she, in her, movie star universe um like she is talking to wayman about a relationship but wayman is the one that actually rejects her um and that's almost kind of what uh gets her into this the spiral like she at one point she almost joins uh jobu in like entering the the bagel and she hears yep and she hears um her husband mm-hmm being kind, the the quote that I had about just be kind, like even if you don't know what's going on, instead of giving up and killing yourself or ending life or whatever it is you're doing, mm-hmm. just be nice and just be kind. It's the better way of of handling life, and yep. that's what stops her from going as well. And now she has to convince. Now that she's figured it out, she has to then. Now she understands her daughter and she understands mm-hmm. what she needs to do, but she has to do it. She has to somehow connect with her so she tries across all these different universes like how to connect with her daughter you know yep some are more similar and some where she's a fucking rock i love the, which is the incredible rock the yeah. rock was so good it was so good like yeah it was really good yeah like talking rocks who would have thought they're they weren't even talking you just had subtitles of what they were like thinking you know like how are they communicating but no, that, that that's such a such a cool concept. The uh, it, it's interesting because you you also have to like remember. I don't know. I, I don't. I honestly, I'm not even gonna act like I understand Asian American <laughs> culture, especially as a woman, especially over the last yeah, fifty years. That's true. But I, from what I'm reading is that she was a dis- disappointment to her father because when, when she first does her flashback, when she first gets a t- <laughs> taste of the, ver- up. the verse jump, mm-hmm. she sees her life, just her life all over again. All the choices and all the And the first decisions. thing her father says when she's born, they're like, I'm sorry, it's a girl. Yeah. You know? And you can read that as a joke, but you also know that, like, just how China's uh, handled it. Yeah, it's fucked It's well up. known. It's well documented. Yeah, so... She's a disappointment to her father and she'll never be good enough. And it's like, it's because of him, it's revealed that she's the way she is because of the way he is and the way he's treated her. And she forgot that that her daughter, she won't let her daughter fall down the same, you know, path that she did. 
because of her father. So she has to confront in this act, she has to confront her father and say, you're a bad father. You let me go when I shouldn't, when you shouldn't have let me go, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. I don't know. But then she also learns that like, but then if you didn't let, if you didn't let me go, that lets me have my daughter, you know, and I did get to marry this guy who's a nice person. And that's what really meant. So it's like, it's all these things going on that she has to feel. And there's no right or wrong, but, but she has to talk to her father about this stuff. And, um, this is where, God, there's so much going on this last like 30 minutes of the movie. Oh, you're talking about, but they're, they're in the IRS place. Job was there with all her henchmen. This is kind of, this is yeah. when, this is when she figures out like the, I think this is where the, the third eye opens. And right. Fighting. She with learns kindness. to yeah. fight with kindness basically. And she basically like everybody she yeah. encounters, she gives them something to be happy for. And she gives them some yes. sort of like kindness from any one of their, you know, billions and trillions of universes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is. Oh, that's great. I feel bad for Jamie Lee Curtis's character in, in her. She does really like talk about acting chops. I mean, she's a good actress. She's been around for a while and this is like great to see her like do all these different bits. But, you know, she's a supporting actress and I do feel bad for her. She's just trying to get Evelyn to love and care about her. Same thing that. um Well, that universe. Wayman's trying to do. But Wayman's trying to do the same thing. Like everybody is just not good enough and. Like they're not getting the love and attention from her. It's always about the business. It's always about regret. It's always about just onto the next thing and not facing and living in the world you're in, kind of thing. So I don't know. But at one point, her father Gong Gong is trying. Like he's like I said, he was like he's got like a robot. Like he's got all this. It's like old '80s printers like attached to his back and stuff. Yeah, it's like Mecha Gong Gong. Yeah, and he's yeah Mecha Gong Gong, and he's like pinned her down. But then she said like you were a bad father and i don't want i i i had her so that she wouldn't be i wouldn't do what you did to me kind of thing Mm -hmm. and he lets her go and then she goes chasing after her daughter and we go through all the stuff we were just talking about but i thought that was really cool so then she makes peace with her father and now she has to go and make peace with her daughter and then make peace with her husband actually she's gonna make peace with a lot of people even deidre like but it's cool i love well that was it was another thing like another it was a good moment like at the right when jobu is like about to go into the bagel um evelyn the whole thing is like evelyn has to basically let her go to save her you know like it's like throughout her entire life she was being too overprotective like you said like she was trying too hard um and holding on to her too tight because she wanted to do the opposite of what her father did. But then at the end, she realizes that she has to let her go. So she does let her go. And like, she basically goes into the bagel, but then <laughs> comes back out. And then they kind of embrace and make up from there. So, so this is like another, the second, what did we do? We do place beyond the pines last week, two weeks ago, that was, another, yeah, was another weeks. movie with the topic of like, you know, what you hand down to your kids and like you're giving, you're not just, you know, raising them. Like you're also like creating their personalities and you're creating who they're going to grow up to be. So that was, yeah, we did skip over the, um, one note that I made is we Rakatuni. Rakatuni. When, when she's making, when she's making up with everybody on her way up the steps and she's making this person happy and that person happy. 
we got yeah. the second best shoulder ride scene of the year. Oh, triple R takes the cake is the best one. But I was going to, I wanted to make note that the shoulder ride scene in here is pretty hilarious as well, though. It's very good. Very, very good. It's a strong second place in the shoulder ride of the year. It's a, it's a, all the stuff coming together, man. So cool. in that third Mm -hmm. act, I was like, I don't know why, maybe I was tired or what, but it was, it was emotional. I was like getting teary eyed in this, all this coming together. And that fucking scene was in there too. But like, Either way, everything was just coming together, and it's uh, it was great. I was like, "How do you, how do you, how do you bring it all together?" But they did, and uh, it was the parking lot scene a, that kind of put a, a par- yeah, the the put a bow on it. Yeah. Like yeah, that's kind of where she explains everything to Joy, and that she chooses kindness. And I forget what the line was. She'd always, always be there for her, or you know, some, something along those lines. She right, always the chooses music, her. Though, helps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The slow mo. The rocks are falling. The rock rolls down by itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like when she dies, but then like, or tries to kill herself, and then, but then her mother like falls it after goes her with slowly. Her. Yeah. And goes with her. It's like it's really cool. So like all this stuff coming together, um, especially when it's called like, uh, uh, all at once. <laughs> wow. It's very on the nose, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, it, it got me. Got me good. So no, it, it gives you that. Well. It gives you like that motivational feeling that like any mo- you like you could change your life at any moment and like every moment in your life matters because you know we don't have the opportunity to verse jump and stuff like that. I got like a a very uplifting feeling at the end of mm. it, like because there's when you think about it, there's just so much out there that it's hard if you're looking at such a large scale, it's hard to think that anything matters, but when you boil it down into the micro and you start to look at our interactions with each other, it's just like Wayman says, you know, choose, choose kindness. Mm -hmm. And like she says, you know, our lives together are like a tiny little speck and like, you know, then I will enjoy our tiny little speck together and stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah. And there's, it's huge. She says like, uh, there's some moment in the, the speech in the parking lot where she's like you have x like some something like she has access to all these other versions of herself why would you want to be in this version here with me and then you know she basically just says there's you know there's nowhere else i'd rather be but here with you right now and like that was yeah that was a really nice moment mom just stop good for you you're figuring your shit out that's great. I'm really, really happy for you. But I, I'm tired. I don't want to hurt anymore. And for some reason, when I'm with you, it just... It just hurts the both of us. So let's just go our separate ways, okay? Let me go.
You are getting fat. And you never call me, even though we have a family plan. And it's free. You only visit when you need something. You got a tattoo, and I don't care if it's supposed to represent our family. You know I hate tattoos. And of all the places I could be, why would I want to be here with you? Yes, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Evelyn, let her finish. Maybe it's like you said. Maybe there is something out there, some new discovery that will make us feel like even small pieces of shit. Something that explains why you still went looking for me through all of this noise. And why, no matter what, I still want to be here with you. Always, always want to be here with you. So what? I'm just gonna ignore everything else. You could be anything, anywhere. I might not go somewhere where you're. Or your daughter is more than just this. <laughs> Here, all we get are a few specks of time where any of this actually makes any sense. <laughs> then I will cherish these few specks of time. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, it is a mind I think that, yeah, it's a, it's something that it lands in a place where, that we all can relate to. As absurd and crazy and wild as the whole movie has been, and the at the end, we all can relate that you know what matters now is our time together. Right. Just I feel like good people, and that's it. Enjoy life as much as you can. I feel like everyone has had those like existential thoughts, which is a big theme of this movie. Like. You know, you feel so small in this huge universe, like Dave was saying, there's so much out there. You don't know what's out there. What what does my effect right now on Earth at this moment in time have on anything? But, you know, it's the people around you. It's the relationships that you make and you got to make the most of, you know, the time that you have. Usually you got to take mushrooms or something to have these thoughts. But <laughs> this movie sums them up very nicely. Um, yeah. That yeah, was definitely. a fantastic surprise. I'm surprised that the I know this movie has got like great reviews everywhere and stuff like that, but I'm surprised people aren't pushing it harder. I don't know if it doesn't have that mainstream appeal that like a Matrix has because it's, it's so not, crazy and weird and goofy. You can't turn your you can't turn your brain off and watch this though. No, no, you can't even look you at your can't phone be looking for at like your five phone. seconds. No. no, well, even taking notes, I was like, oh shit, I gotta pay I attention. You know? Yeah. I had to rewind this movie mm -hmm. a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I've watched it twice. I'm still struggling with some concepts, but <laughs> yeah, there's one, there's one moment at like at the very end, I think it's the last scene um, that I was wondering about. Cause they go back to the IRS and as they're like sitting there talking to Deirdre, like there's a moment where Evelyn, like you see her kind of split between, you know, her different universes. So like, I don't know if that's implying that, she's struggling to balance them all at once or that 
she there was that momentary lapse but then she like grounds herself back to the current you, you know her home universe so i don't know what that was implying there that all of those are still like a part of her you know that well remember that alpha whalen said that every time you verse jump you create a crack in your vase your vase right like your everything is like water yes. but when, over time when you do get better at jumping around you will be able to heal and fix okay. those cracks hmm. yep, so i think sense. it's just i think it's just her just having the just healing and just sealing it i think right right okay that makes sense wow good great movie yeah <laughs> yeah we did it oh my god oh my god I holy cow next movie our next thing we talk about has to be kind of dumb and thoughtless I what is know. next the boys <laughs> next is the boys is it really what season three yeah, yeah season three we're doing a season oh, three Lord recap all right i'm halfway through it so i'm gonna do same have, uh, same here Oh, so good. Homeland, are you crazy fuck? <laughs> it's a whole different kind of crazy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good conversation about a crazy movie. Uh, good one. I definitely want to watch it again um, sometime in the future. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this is one you could revisit every, you know, couple of years and just mm-hmm. re-experience. It's, it's worth re-experience it. it. Yeah, it's worth going sure. back. Mm-hmm. Um, any closing thoughts or are we ready to roll into act three? No, I'm good. Yeah. Great. I don't know who picked this one. Dave, maybe. I just threw it on oh, the schedule because we were just too many recommendations after a while. You gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta yeah. just make room for it. So, yep. Yeah. Definitely glad we checked this one out. Um, but yeah, that wraps up our conversation about everything everywhere all at once. Um, we will end this act and get into act three where we will play a new game. That will be interesting. We'll see how it goes. Um, I came up with an interesting game. I don't know how this is going to go, but <laughs> it's going to be a weird one. You've been giggling a lot over there, so it, I'm interested. It's it's pretty funny. I'll explain I'll explain the concept. Um, this game is called Nomad Multiverses. And basically what I did, my whole concept of this game, I wanted to take topics and like games, movies, whatever that we've done before run them through an AI generator. So I, I basically take, took like a short synopsis of the game and used this predictive text AI generator to kind of come up with like, you know, the subsequent text from whatever you input. 
So my idea was like, oh, this, you know, this would be a version of the movie or game in another multiverse, you know, in another universe. <laughs> um, that was the idea. I don't know if that's quite what we got, but it's going to be interesting. So basically, all you have to do, I'm going to read everything after what I inputted, because um, obviously that the first part of it would give it away. So I'll read that. Buzz in with your name if you have a guess of what it might be. Are these but all games? Hint to... No. Okay. Games and movies um, and TV shows. So th- it could be from any of the episodes, our previous episodes that we've done. So that narrows it down quite a bit. It's not like completely random things. So you're picking from topics that we've done before. Um, all right. Like like first to three. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, well, there's five of them. So whoever has the most at the end of five. Okay wins it tied at one at the end calling it now so this could either go really fast or it could neither of you could have any idea what the hell i'm talking about so we'll see what happens all right here's the first one um and like i said i'm gonna read everything after what i originally put in so it's gonna start in a weird place but here we go if you haven't seen it and already played our earlier games, this won't make sense. One way to look at it is by using your imagination. Imagine that you are traveling through one universe in a linear universe and seeing it before your eyes. Instead of seeing the full picture to the right, imagine that you are seeing the entire frame by the end of the series while your eyes are wandering. So imagine your brain is working around you in this mode where your brain is thinking about your situation and thinking about the other player as much as possible. The whole kind Brandon? <laughs> yes. And this is a game, right? Uh yes, it was I mean, th- there was hints that it was a game early. Yes. Okay. Um Stanley Parable? Incorrect. Damn. <laughs> Can I go after Dave's guess? Sure, yeah. Dave has to guess first. Though, this, we've done a, a topic of okay. this before. It's it's just an episode. Yeah, an episode that is, we've done before. Is this the Matrix? This is not the Matrix. Oh. No. Well, I just clarified that it's a game. Do you want to take another shot at that? No. Oh. Well, I was thinking about that. Womp womp. Uh, game that we've covered? This is, yes, this is a game that we've covered. You wouldn't know it by this description, but <laughs> it might make sense once I reveal what it is. It's not. I don't know. I don't know. Bioshock. Then... No, no. Brandon, do you have a guess? No, no, no. I want to hear more. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, pick up where I left off. The whole concept of real gaming is really fun. Every time I'm bored, I look to see what it is what it has to say about my brain how it feels my relationships and how i'm feeling right now this just gets weirder as it goes on this process of rethinking and thinking about how we experience our surroundings allows for that same feeling to happen to me it's like thinking about things i've heard from another person what in the during an world episode. this is like an alien landed on our planet <laughs> and i'm talking to hearing an alien try to talk to me with english okay how about let me start from the i top. guess yeah what do you have a guess uh, portal Yes, it is Portal. Okay. That is correct. Oh, man. Okay. So I'll read from the beginning. Weird. I put in Portal is a series of first-person puzzle platform video games developed by Valve. 
And from there it said, if you haven't seen it and already played our earlier games, this won't make sense. One way to look at it is by using your imagination and imagine traveling through one universe in a linear universe and seeing it before your eyes. That's the only like sort of hint that could have been there. I forgot we even did portal. Damn. Yep. This is also testing your knowledge of uh, your nomad knowledge of episodes we've done before. Well, I edit them, and then I listen to them after to make sure they didn't fuck up. <laughs> so I listen to literally, and I record them. So I've done this every episode three times. So I might destroy Dave. All right, here we go. This is, this is one zero, Brandon. Um, all right. So this one, I, I, I don't know if I should say this, but I think it'll be easier than the last one. Um, all right. So starting here. However... He soon gets confused when a masked villain who looks exactly like his real name brings him back to reality. The manga takes place in an alternate world between the real world Dave? and a world where... Is this Akira? It is not. Oh. Incorrect. Is Brandon, is it... Um, Alice in Borderland? It is not. <laughs> okay. Uh, this... I'll, I'll start over here. The manga takes place in an re- alternate world between the real world and a world where human-ish standards have reached a state of decline and superpowers no longer Dave. exist. Dave. Oh. State of decline and superpowers no longer exist. I was going to say My Hero Academia, but then, yeah, that's that'll be my answer. That, that is, is correct. Okay. Remember, that last this sentence. is AI-generated nonsense okay. here, so you need to take any nuggets of clues yeah. that you can get huh yeah Man- mango is the keyword in that yeah. one there was manga and, and my then brain is going through like yeah yeah yep that is my right, academia. Oh, right, there you go mm. all right had it one all right one to one <laughs> i don't know about this one there's <laughs> <laughs> the name is going to be key here to see if you remember it um but okay what i'm going to read is complete nonsense <laughs> okay <laughs> great all right, all right. <laughs> here is number three <clears throat> he tries to figure out if he has had enough of his father yet again, but they're going to stop at nothing if Danny is going to be his only son. Dave, oh, he, oh, damn it. Bra- the Shining. That is incorrect. Uh, this might be a tough one. Dave? But, well, does it? it's not Dr. Sleep, is it? No, okay. it's not. Oh, okay. That's what I thought it was going to be. All right. Interesting. All right. Keep going. I might, if you don't, this one's short, but if you don't get it by the end, I can start at the top and then whoever gets it first. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> But they're going to stop at nothing if Danny's going to be his only son. He also has a crush on his now girlfriend, Nicole, Hugh Jackman, as it turns out when... <laughs> what? Brandon? Wait. Uh, the Prestige? No. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Jackman no he's not. not a what in the oh my god I don't know where Hugh Jackman came from but he plays Nicole in this alternate <laughs> version of this movie as, and they specify that that's great as it turns out when she finds out Danny doesn't have a girlfriend she's a liar so he's made his move and takes her along with him hoping that Nicole will see the future of her relationship and bring her back to her old life 
When it does, Danny gets a mysterious call from his daughter who believes that she knows his true identity and that she's making an attempt on her life as her life's only son to show him that what he's been through isn't perfect. <laughs> There's even words that are saying at a certain point. This is the longest that sentence ever. Uh... All right. So do, do we have any guesses before I start from the top and read, you know, the the actual thing? I'd like to hear the actual thing again. Yeah. All right, well, this will be a uh, matter of speed then. Following the death of his father, young Danny Madigan, Austin O'Brien, takes comfort in watching action movies featuring the indestructible Los Angeles cop, Jack Slater. Brandon's last action hero. There we go. Wow, my brain was not anywhere near that until those last words. Wow, dude. I was gonna say, am I have to am I gonna have to say Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't know where where the AI picked up any of that crap, but that was complete nonsense. Hugh Jackman's an action hero, so Yeah. He also has his now girlfriend, Nicole, yeah. Hmm. (laughs) All right, that's two to one. Brandon. There's two more. Um, Here we go. The player must travel on four lines, one through the air, two through a building's windows, and two through the ground, each through a different door. But while the game is an absorbing experience, you also have the opportunity to experiment with a variety of different types of puzzles. There's the wish puzzle. The game only asks you if you think you can complete the game in one day, which is to help you make your way through an infinite of various rooms until you make it to an unmarked hallway where the player is surrounded by monsters. There are also puzzles like that of the puzzle of what if, and there's the, <laughs> and there's the, the world is the sum system where you challenge yourself in a fictional world or game to solve puzzles and to reach maximum rewards. Dave, is that it? No, but I'm going to yes. just make a guess at a random game we've played. I'm going to say Hades. No. Incorrect. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Does it have yeah. anything to do with the actual game? Yeah, yes, it does. It does. Okay, okay. Yeah. This one's surprisingly sort of close. At most, at least one player is able to complete the game in one day, said co-creator Scott O'Neill. Don't Brandon? Know. Yeah. Firewatch? No. <laughs> Well, that's we can complete malarkey. it in one day. That's a good guess, though. I like that. The, yeah. the room. Okay. Everything is unique, he said. The whole point of the room is that the we're offering to we're trying to offer a deeper journey into the world of the story. We're trying to get at some of the mystery and challenge, so that it is really in the player's hands. But while the gameplay also provides a nice dose of humor, uh, and that's kind of where it cuts off. See, I already already guessed Portal and got that right earlier, so I can't imagine this is Portal again. Would he do that to us? Well, I don't think so. I think that's no. illegal. Uh, what else would we find? I can I can, I can think of a couple games <laughs> that we haven't said yet. I mean, I could give you a hint. Can I guess? Go ahead. I, I, I guessed last time, but I don't know. I guess uh, I'm going to guess. I mean, Skyrim was the only other game that we played. No. Really? 
You said it earlier. Oh, shit, Dave. <laughs> you guessed Hades. I've already guessed Portal. All right, let me read a little bit. What game have we played? In the game, the player guides a silent protagonist named... Firewatch, I guess. Blank. Dave. Yeah. Is this Bioshock? Yes. No. <laughs> Alongside narration <laughs> by British oh, actor. Dave. I know that. Oh, yeah. poor... oh, go ahead, Dave. This is Stanley Parable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There we go. I thought this one was the closest one to the original, to the actual. I think you got to read slower for me so my brain can keep up with. <laughs> like these AI generated sentences are so long. <laughs> Uh, I can't. This is about it, how I thought this game would go. <laughs> yeah, this is well. Last we're one tied up. Win. Yep, two to two. Last one. Here we go. Uh, I might have to blank some stuff out here, um, <laughs> but this one we'll see. All right. <clears throat> After, are, are, you, are you ready? I'll wait until we're to we're all ready, and I'll go slow. a little slower. I'm ready. After the blank, mistakenly leave. For the airport without blank. Dave, awakens. Home alone. Correct. Wow. Airport. Let me just, let me just read this because this is good. I won. Dave won. Oh Dave's God. going to space I mean, camp. I never win games. Dave's oh, going yeah, to yeah. the multiverse. <laughs> let me just read this. <clears throat> After the McAllisters mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin, he awakens to an empty house and as a kid, tries to sneak into the house to retrieve a copy of his beloved book. After he's been given a book, his mother decides to throw him out the door so Kevin won't have to go to the local mall. When she does, she finds... <laughs> when she does, he finds her reading an ancient scroll by someone whose name he doesn't recognize and who also takes up a very different role in the house. The only way he comes to believe that the scroll is an ancient treasure was when he saw the child for the first time in a long while. <laughs> that, that is just like home alone for you in another universe. Fever dream. Can... Oh my God. Oh, that was, yeah, that was something that was fun. <laughs> Originally I was just looking for like an AI generator to like take a block of text and replace random words, but I couldn't really yeah. find that. So, yeah. I found this and this this was this was this was something. This is deep deepai.org slash machine learning model slash text generator if you want to look at deep, it. Look deep it AI needs to learn how to Google search. <laughs> figure out some details of their goddamn stories. And shorten its sentences. Thanks. Yeah. Alright. <clears throat> well, let's wrap this puppy up. Um <clears throat> Uh wow, my, my voice is getting all. <laughs> I'm getting emotional here. No, um, yeah, oh, I lost my train of thought here. Social. Uh yes. So if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us Nomads of Fantasy at gmail dot com. Mm -hmm. You can go to the Nomads of Fantasy dot com for all your nomad needs, and I think. You can That's tell a it. friend. You can buy a billboard yes. with our names on it. I would you love can that. Yes. Send in a dirty email for Eric to read. Please, we don't get barely ever barely any emails ever. So, please send all your weird emails, and I'll read them on the show if 
you know. No, if they're you will. Not too bad. <laughs> no matter what it is, I'll read it. Um, all right. Well, with that, we'll get out of here. And as always, safe travels, nomads. I know you are fighting because you're scared and confused. I'm confused too. All day, I don't know what the heck is going on, but somehow it feels like it's all my fault. 我总是看到事情好的一面，那不是因为我天真，而是必要和需要。这也就是我的生存之道。I don't know. The only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. Please be kind, especially when we don't know what's going on. 我理解，但你不是一个服输的人。我又何尝不是？只是我们选择的处理方式不一样。